We recorded this podcast before the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, that pandemic changed many business conditions. But most of the facts remain the same, and the story is as interesting as ever. Hi, this is Craig Ryan from the Business Development Bank of Canada, BDC, with the latest in our series of uh, interviews with entrepreneurs who are B Corps. Today's guests are Jay and Chantal, a pair who hail from the particularly picturesque part of Quebec uh, in which is found Wakefield. And they have a company that is called Life Without Plastic. Chantal and Jay are interesting hybrids. They are activists for a plastic-free world, as well as um, successful entrepreneurs with a terrific company. Their company sells everything from the, uh, the essential stuff like reusable coffee mugs to really um, more recent innovative or creative designs such as what they call their stainless steel spork, which is a, a foldable combination of fork and spoon that will even go through airport security. Um, we are delighted to have them both here today in our studio and uh, I welcome you on behalf of BDC uh, to the B Corp Effect. Hello, Chantal. Hello, Jay. Hi, Craig. Thanks for having us. Hello, Craig. Great to be here. Tell me, how did you become an entrepreneur? Chantal. Um, I think I've wanted to be an entrepreneur uh, as far as I remember. Ah. <laughs> um, I, uh, when I was a teenager, I would uh, play with a friend and create little businesses where we would uh, walk around the neighborhood and knock at doors and try to sell all kinds of things, um, like little drawings we made or um, nicks and knacks. Um, so so I, I've always enjoyed the freedom that being an entrepreneur gives. And also, I, th- I think it's I, I, I enjoy like the part of uh, having that big picture and planning and being creative about offering something different. And, um, you know, the, the, the great feeling of being helpful when you, you provide a service or a product to, to people who need it. Um, so when in the years 2000, our son was, was born in 2003, um, we discovered that uh, plastics might be problematic for small children and could observe our child putting everything in his mouth, most of it being plastic objects, uh, plastic toys, um, dishes uh, were all made of plastic. Everything around him was made of plastics. And we were reading that um, plastics might not be so safe and have um, some chemicals leaching uh, over time. Uh, so, so we were a bit worried about that and uh, started looking for alternatives and we're having a really hard time finding alternatives to plastic at the time. That, that was in the early to, uh, year uh, 2000. Um, so, so we created Life Without Plastic, a company that offers alternatives to plastics, thinking that perhaps there are other parents who are looking for alternatives as well. And eventually, it grew into a business that not only offers things for children, but also all kinds of products for day-to-day lives life ah okay so <laughs> what you uh you started with it in the blood as it were uh i understand jay that uh that wasn't the case for you 
Well, I'd say it's the entrepreneurship dream is less in my in my bloodstream, but it's I think it's there to some extent, not in the same way as Chantal. For me, um, I love the mission-based aspect of the business and um, the fact that uh, we do all kinds of education and are, are really contributing to actually changing the world through the business, but through what we're offering, help, helping people to live with less plastic. And I think business, I love the creativity of, of that. It's an open door on how you can go about doing that through a business. And the fact that um, I, I think business um, entrepreneurs can have a really deep and strong impact that you can't necessarily get in, 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 other, in other ways, other occupations or very true. I can see the creativity and I can see how that must be very gratifying, but I can also see how it must be hard because nowadays it seems that there are a lot more companies selling um, reduced plastic or less plastic kind of products. Um, how, Chantal, does life without plastic distinguish itself from its competitors, of which there seems to me there are, are a lot more today than 12 years ago when you started? Yeah, absolutely. It's true. There are so many more, especially with the zero waste movement as well. Um, yes, when we started in uh, like around 2006, um, we were like probably the first ones. And um, I remember my dad thought that perhaps I should find another job because he didn't see any problem with using plastics. Um, so uh, we, 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 we continued like talking to those loyal customers that were uh, believing in us. And uh, we were offering products that had a high level of integrity, high quality, that were sourced from, from ethical suppliers. We've always been extremely careful about offering plastics that were really without plastics. And we would look at the product, not just um, the product itself, but also its life cycle, what happens to it at the end of its life. Uh, if it was a circular product that would uh, become a component of another product later, or if it would just naturally go back to earth without leaving a trace. So that was always very important to us, using materials that were like high quality stainless steel, for instance, food grade stainless steel, uh, organic cotton. Um, so, so the integrity of the product, the high quality, everything has been built into our brand to make sure that uh, people would recognize our brand as being unique and trustworthy. And that I think this is what is going to distinguish us uh, in the future when more and more competitors uh, appear in the market. I see. So it's about the credibility or the cred that rests in part on integrity and the fact that they perceive you as knowing a thing or two about this. So you are you have the authority of a knowledgeable source, which leads me, of course, to your book. You've written a book that has been translated into, I believe, seven or eight languages and sells in lots of different countries. Can you tell me a bit about that? How is it being received? Absolutely. Uh, the book is, I mean, it's being very well received. It's been an absolute labor of love and a dream come true. And it's literally something we've been working on for since the beginning, in a sense. It's a distillation of our experience with the business and our story from the start. And um, it, the book itself, it, uh, it, it, the way it's laid out, uh, the first part provides an, a deep dive overview of the actual issue from the environmental perspective and from the health perspective, how 
plastic is is damaging the environment and how it is impacting us as individuals in, in our bodies directly. The second part of the book goes into practical tips and tools on how anybody, regardless of where they're at, where they're starting from, whether you're an expert or a beginner, brand new to the issue, how you can begin or continue to decrease your, the amount of plastic you're using in your everyday life. And then there's also a section in the book that allows you to go deeper, go beyond your everyday life and get involved in the actual movement through uh, beach cleanups or making art with plastic. There are all kinds of things. And the, the impact has been massive. Um, we're really kind of blown away. We, uh, it's As you mentioned, it's been translated. Um, the, the name of the book is Life Without Plastic, like the business. And um, in Italian, that's Vivere Felici Senza Plastica. Czech, it's Livot Bez Plastu. Um, but we were just in Italy and had an amazing time because people were just so into the issue. We were we had uh, some panel discussions where there were like over a thousand people and uh, great questions, just starving for ways to live with less plastic. Wow! So it's very encouraging to know the book is out there and actually making a tangible difference in people's lives. All the way from Wakefield. It's wonderful. Uh, it sounds like to me that you are creating or attracting a tribe of like like-minded people, and that the strength of your company is its niche nature. Niche, sorry, niche nature. Is that accurate, Chantal? Have you created uh, a strong niche company with a tribe that follows you? I think so. Yes, yes. Uh, I do think we we are a niche company and will continue to be a niche company, even if that segment of the market increases in size. And I think the reason is that because of the care that we put in the products that we create, uh, I like to think that we're kind of the greenest shade of green uh, in the sense that we really go a step further. We make sure that our products are the best quality possible, like I explained before. And so in that sense, I think um, um, people will always, there, there will always be people who are looking for uh, that extra step we're taking, even if it means paying a little more, like our products might be a little more expensive, but I think there will always be a, a market for that. And, and, and so far, we've seen that in our customers who are extremely loyal. Um, people will recommend us. We, uh, the word of mouth is working uh, beautifully. And um, as you mentioned, we do have a lot of followers. Like, for instance, on Instagram, we have over 200,000 people following us, which is great because it gives us a tribune, uh, a space to to not only offer advice about plastic, uh, talk about plastic news, talk about our products, but also uh, let people know about perhaps uh, what are not good alternatives to plastic. Um, there are some products that are just plain greenwashing, and we alert our customers about that. So, so I think people are recognizing the efforts that we're making and uh, continue to follow us and, and pass the word too. Wow, that's wonderful. Now, speaking of tribes, I, I understand that you two have recently decided to, to join another tribe uh, of which you are already, um, how should I say it, already a walking perfect candidate, and that is the tribe of B Corpers. You started the evaluation and you've begun the process to certify your company. How's that going? 
It's going great, Greg. Uh, we're yes, we're well into it. Uh, we're doing the B impact assessment, and it's, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, a lot uh, we we've known about the whole B Corp movement for years, and we have colleagues in the socially responsible business world who are B Corps. We know it well, so it's just been a matter of time, and um, we. What we're finding in doing the assessment is very interesting. A lot of it is kind of baked into our DNA already, but there is a lot that we're we're not doing. There's room for improvement. Um, one example, we we definitely, as Chantal mentioned, we ethically source our products. So we check out our, our suppliers very carefully. But I could not tell you um, what percentage of our suppliers are corporations that are run by women. And that is a question that comes up. Um, things like that, digging deeper. Going, uh, looking, looking more at how our our supply chains are are actually functioning and what their ethos is. So, it's wonderful to be finally doing this, and um, I mean, to eventually be a part of the whole B Corp network is is really again like the book, another dream come true, coming true. Hopefully, I'm suddenly struck by the parallel. In the same way that uh, Chantal was an entrepreneur long before she created a business. Uh, it seems to me that Life Without Plastic was B Corp-ish long before it's certified. (laughs) (laughs) I'll close now with a tougher question, and it may be hard to shoehorn an answer in, but I'm intrigued. Um, What do you think it's going to take for us consumers to um, get off plastic, given the extent to which our society is dependent on it, its omnipresence? Like, What's it going to take? Well, that's a great question and a huge one. And I mean, as you mentioned, plastic uh, omnipresence, it is everywhere. It's not just the plastics you see. There are microplastics and nanoplastics, which you do not see, but they're around us in the air and the water. There are lots of things that can be done at the systemic large level of, of government and corporations. There are lots of things there in terms of incentives, new products at the individual level, which is really where we are focused Again, tons of things. One thing we suggest people do to begin, regardless of where you you are at, is to do a personal plastic audit to look around your life in your home and notice. First, just notice the plastic around you, and you'll probably be quite surprised about how much of it is in your life. And then you can begin to make changes. And and slowly, uh, we... We're very careful in the the book, for example, to encourage people not to take on too much, not to be overwhelmed by the issue, but to take one thing at a time. And one great place to start is with single-use disposable plastics, which are at the core of the plastic pollution problem and very easy to do. One at a time, change a habit, move on to the next. It's all about habit change. The plastic issue is a behavioral issue more than anything else at the individual level. Ah, I see. And uh, if any of our listeners were like me and wanted to learn a little more before setting about changing their behaviors, might you two be able to recommend a website at which I could learn? Uh, well, there's one out there called lifewithoutplastic.com, which has a few tips here and there. <laughs> and that is the place I will go. Thank you very much, Chantal. Thank you very much, Jay. It's been uh, a Thank real you, joy Craig. to listen to you. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Thank you as well to all of our listeners. Um, This has been uh, the latest of B Corp Effect, our interviews with B Corp entrepreneurs from across the country. And our guests today have been Jay Sinha and Chantal Plamondon and their company, Life Without Plastic, in Wakefield, Quebec. See you next time.